for to show His excellence. All I require for life, God has given me. I know who I am. I know who God says I am. What He says I am. Where He says I'm at. I know who I am. I know who God says I am. What He says I am. Where He says I'm at. I know who I am. I'm walking in power. I'm working miracles. I live my life on paper. Cause I know who I am. I'm walking in power. I'm working miracles. I live my life on paper. Cause I know who I am. We are a chosen. We are a chosen generation. Called for. Called for to show His excellence. All I require. All I require for life. God has given me. I know who. What he says I am, where he says I'm at, I know who I am, I know who God says I am, what he says I am, where he says I'm at, I know who I am, I'm walking in power, I'm working miracles, I live my life on paper, so I know who I am, I'm walking in power, I'm working miracles, I live my life on paper, cause I know who
forget the wonder of how you brought deliverance the exodus of my heart cause you found it you freed me held back the waters for my release oh Yahweh sing this with me you're the God who fights for me Lord I
Righteous 
Jesus Christ You're the Lamb of God who is worthy The name above all names that is holy You're the King of kings who is righteous Jesus Christ For sin was crucified To give eternal life That I would never Jesus, Jesus.
lift your name up Glorious, victorious Jesus, we lift your name up Jesus, 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 we lift your name this morning. In Jesus' name, we bless you, Lord. Amen. You can be seated. So glad you're here this morning. Just say welcome, and it's a beautiful day. <laughs> mm. I just wanted to um, say I had a great weekend with y'all last weekend. Last Sunday, it was it was a fun time, and I appreciate all you ladies and every all your efforts of, in the kitchen, and y'all had a long evening, I know, and I thank you so much for doing all that food and stuff that seems endless and tireless at times, but I, I, we really appreciate it, and I know the guests appreciated it, and it was a fun time to get together, and um, I, I wanted to... Um, just tell you a little something. Um, a few years ago, um, I kind of, they call it an alliance. Barbara Wintrouble has a, her um, ministry, and you can align with her and be under her covering, and not that I'm not aligned here, and this is my number one. Well, God's my number one covering, but you get it. I'm obviously aligned here at Ascension, but I wanted to be a part of her um, group and her gathering that she has. And um, so you go through a process. You feel, I mean, she's, she's, she's a lot easier than we are here. You know, you show up and you're aligned here. We, you you got to fill out paperwork and make some major commitments to get with Miss Barbara. But anyway, um, she is a true apostle. I know she is, and and she um, she's one tough cookie, and she um, requires a lot of the people that align with her. And um, 
you know, I, I had found myself every time that she had a gathering, whether it be on Zoom or with in person, um, she pushes her people. I mean, and if you're, say you're with her, she doesn't just let you sit in the seat and grow dust. I mean, she is, you know, like encouraging you. I mean, she doesn't ask. I mean, she's just like, you need to be a part of this or you need to, you know. And um, some of that was kind of scary to me. <laughs> and some of it was kind of intimidating. And it, I found myself at times more than once wanting to pull back from that because um, sometimes when you're not sure about things, it's hard to be pushed and you feel very insecure. And um, this past year, I felt myself kind of wanting to pull back from some of that. And I know that that's not the Lord, you know, and I know I need to um, be okay with letting someone say, you need to do this. And um, so I'm saying, telling you that to just to mention that two weeks ago, here at Ascension, Apostle Gerald preached a sermon, and you really, it really reminded me of Barbara, because you, you talked, and if you weren't here, I encourage you to get the CD and listen to it, because you encouraged us, and you pushed us just like a true apostle would, and if you didn't love us, and if you weren't concerned about where we were at, you wouldn't have said one word to us. And um, I say for Ascension Church, thank you for loving us enough to want to try to correct us and try to push us in the right direction. And there was a word that you mentioned more than once, and that was that we were complacent. And I thought that it was interesting that a man from Washington, D.C. came last week and said this very same thing to us again. So we've heard that two weeks in a row of how complacent we have gotten. And I don't think it's just here. I think it's something that's blanketed in our country, but that still doesn't make it okay to say, oh, well, everybody else is, so why not we join them? But <laughs> I, I, I just... Um, I, I just appreciate that, um, you know, that wasn't an easy thing to talk about, some of those things that you talked to us about. And, you know, as parents, it's not easy to talk about our ki to our kids sometimes about things. But, you know, we do it anyway because we love them. And um, I, do, I, just, I, I just pray that we can really heed that word and that the complacency that wants to keep us paralyzed and down, I just say, is removed off of us in Jesus' name, and that we will really step into that true freedom. And, you know, it was like half those songs that we sang today were about freedom. And, the, you know, what a wonderful place we're at with the Lord that if everything we need, everything, every question that we have is answered with Him. I mean, he brings us freedom in every area of our life if we'll only take it. It's up to us. If we'll only take it, it is up to us. So I, I just am so grateful that he loves us enough that he gives us the answers, that he's there for us, and that um, he, wants, he wants the freedom more for us than we want it for ourselves, I think, sometimes. But freedom is over this house this morning. Wants to be a bit quiet in here? 
it's not going to be quiet in heaven. You know, we're going to have to ramp it up in here a little bit. But we've been um, this weekend with Catherine Watsey in Bartlesville, and she's not quiet. She's loud. <laughs> but uh, anyway, she's a wonderful lady, and we had a, a great couple of days with her. But um, on the way up there Friday night, Rob and I were driving, I was driving um, up 75, and I was like, hmm, something's on fire up there, and there's smoke, and anyway, all along the highway, and I counted them yesterday, there was like 12 different spots that were on fire on Highway 75 going to Bartlesville, and at one point, it was really thick smoke that we had drive through. And um, anyway, we got up there, and Dave and Judy were there, so I turned around to them, and Catherine was sitting beside us, and I said, did you guys go through the fires or see the fires? And we kind of talked about it, and Catherine said, fire, what? And she was like, I'll tell you about it later. So anyway, her, almost all of her message was about fire. Imagine that. And, um, and the interesting thing about those fires, when I looked at them yesterday where they were at, they just went right up to the property lines. They didn't, don't go too far. Um, they, they didn't go into the people's properties. They just stayed right in those little spots. It was really crazy. But she talked about how God is releasing the fire on on. In, onto us, and I know that that was just a sign from the Lord, and Rob was like, on the way up there, well, somebody started those fires, and Catherine was like, God started those fires, and um, I, I don't know what all that's about, but I know that it's from him, and that he, he she really pro pro prophesied some wonderful economic things over this area, and how God is... Um, releasing the natural resources don't believe the junk that they're telling us on tv that we're going to run out of everything especially oil gas propane we have everything that we need and and god has provided it it is there and we're not going to believe what the enemy is trying to tell us that's part of the fear that's his scheme to release that on us so we're not going to buy into it but anyway she gave us would you bring that and dave and judy would you come up i'm gonna ask my mom and dad to come up and she gave us this um mantle that it was for the four of us but i i just want to in that something god put fires on the highway and she this was not she didn't start those fires god started and then she had the whole this whole thing about fires and so i just see us putting this around you guys and i just want to come get together come on now there we go yeah, we just are, they're wrapping around, they're mantling them again with the fire of God. We thank you, Lord, for Apostle Gerald and Dixie. We thank you that the fire of God is upon them. We thank you that they are not complacent, that they're not satisfied with the things of what the world's telling us. We thank you that they're going out for more of you. Lord, we thank you, uh, the leaders, that they are to us and to this community.
community, Lord. Set them ablaze, and we're going to watch them burn. Lord, we thank you that the fire of God is released upon their lives, and we bless them now in Jesus' name. Mariah, you got a prayer? Come on. Come pray for them. Lord, I just... um I just pray the fire, Lord, just more, just let it erupt more and more inside them. Lord, I just thank you for them. Thank you for who they are. Lord, thank you just for their calling in this house. Lord, just do more and more abundant in them. In Jesus' name, we call it forth in Jesus' name. Tell the enemy to back off of them. Just pray, Lord, just for perfect health and healing for them. In Jesus' name, we call it forth in Jesus' name. And, Lord, we just... We just thank you for them. Thank you for who they are in this house. And we just give today to you in this service. In your name I pray. Amen. 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 And the cool thing was is and Catherine about fell out whenever I told her. I said, we got fire mantles at HAPN. So, I mean, God is, I'm, I'm not sure what all the fire is about, but it's good. He's turning up the heat. We used to sing a song here. There's fire, fire, fire in the house. So, well, bless you guys. Well, let's all stand, and we're going to receive the offering. And, Lord, we we bless you, Lord, that we can give. Lord, we just uh, bless you right back. Thank you for the seeds that were, are being sown to further your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. Come in. They're I guess it, oh, okay, stand on the blue line, guys, and let's come and give our offerings, and come shake Larry Rogers' hand and tell him how much we're glad to see. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm glad to see all of y'all, all y'all today. Attention, Dixie Chick. I'm just saying that I went to a meeting this Thursday, Friday, and they did not take any offering. <laughs> And they gave us everything. They gave us meals. They gave us place to stay. They took care of us. So I'm thankful. I'm thankful. I give praise to them. Yes. To Jesus in them. Amen. Thank you. Sound better when I turn the mic on. 
You believe in signs? You believe in wonders? We had uh, an awesome time, Oklahoma City Conference week before last. We had an awesome time with about 20 pastors and their wives the last couple of days. But I tell you, I, I didn't have any more awesome time than I did here last Sunday. And you know, no man can make that happen. No woman can make that happen. So it's obviously God and the Holy Spirit. So let's let it happen again today. It's not dependent on who's here or who's not here. This weekend, we, dro we drove up to Branson Thursday, went to a conference Thursday night, Friday night, and part of yesterday, and we drove home yesterday. But uh, Friday night, and you know, uh, went to get in the car, and you know, you know about how many miles on your car, but I mean, close, but you don't know how many miles. And I don't look at the speedometer that way, but I look down at the speedometer. Just as I got in the car, and here's what it said. Seven, 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 seven. <laughs> 77,777 miles. Well, I, I took a picture of it. I hope it came out. I had trouble doing that in the car. And I told them yesterday, and some of you prophetic people can tell me what that means. We stopped for lunch yesterday, and they gave us a ticket put on the table, and it was 77. Well, coming home, our car turned over to 78,000. I said, well, when we get home, it'll probably be 78,007. Well, it wasn't. It was six. But I forgot to look when I came in, so I ran out to look because the Lord reminded me it's on 07 this morning. <laughs> I don't know what all that means, but let me tell you, it's good. Seven is good. It's grace. It's good. It's just good. It's like the fire. It's just little drops along the way that God gives you. Just little things. And... Uh, and we don't want to look at them as just little things. They're good things. Uh, I'm telling you. Dixie gave me a thing to read out of Oswald Chambers. It's not out of my utmost for his heights, another one. But he said, you can say, you can say, well, I've known God for four years or I've known him for 40 years. But he said, no, you don't really know him yet. Lord, we just bless you. I've got bad news and good news, and I'm going to read the bad news first. And this just shows how much we need to pray for our country, how much we need to get ready for this election. The Center of Disease Control and Prevention Advisory Committee on Immunization practices voted unanimously to add COVID-19 injections to its recommendations and schedule of vaccines for infants, children, and adolescents. Anti-child mutilation rally in Nashville. 
The Daily Wire's Matt Walsh unveiled an alarming report on the use of irreversible and harmful puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones, and surgeries on healthy children at Vanderbilt University Medical Center in Nashville, Tennessee. I'm telling you, that's right here in the good old USA. Here's a great lady in Britain, a politician, 60 years old. She said, if forced by law to call a biological male a woman, you might as well arrest me now. I'm not doing it. I like her, whoever she is. Glenn Beck says, two out of three Americans are now living paycheck to paycheck, struggling with inflation. You know, the sad thing, only over 90% of the people don't have $1,000 in savings. They could just come up with right quick. Angie mentioned the supplies, but U.S. has only 25 days of diesel. Rob, keep the diesel going. Diesel stockpiles. You know, uh, yeah. And uh, the uh, stampede in uh, Seoul, Korea, at a Halloween party last night, 146 dead and 150 injured, crushed. And let me read this uh, little goodie here. And this is from um, Anton LaVey, the founder of the Church of Satan. He said, I'm glad that Christian parents let their children worship the devil at least one night of the year. So send them trick-or-treating. Lord, I pray protection over kids. I pray for parents to understand what an unholy well, it's a holy day for Satan. Let me tell you, that that's his holiest day. One of his holiest days. I just pray over our country. But Lord, I thank you. The good news is Jesus Christ is Lord. Somebody just stand up and tell me how excited you are about being saved. Praise God, James. Amen. We're glad you're here. So I'm telling you, that's a popcorn testimony. And, and we've lost too much of that. We take it for granted. Amen. I'm thankful he redeemed my life out of the pit even after I got saved. Amen. Which time? Amen. I told them Wednesday night they wanted me to take another heart test. I got a great report. They just said, whatever, if anything bothers you on that side, it is not your heart. I walk longer than I did 
five or ten years ago, whenever I took that test, the report said superior. So I just praise Jesus. I just praise Jesus. So I do have a heart, do you think? <clears throat> you know, I, I take responsibility for uh, us plateauing, turning inwardly. I tell you, it's just easy to say this is so great, let's enjoy it. Because it costs you to take up the cross and follow Jesus. It's going to cost you. And if whoever, if I told you everything would be easy, I lied to you. I didn't mean to. I don't have any holes in my hands. You don't either. I could preach about several things this morning. I'm going to read a little bit out of Matthew 5. <clears throat> and after this weekend with the people I'm, I'm around, I, I'm so thankful for the freedom I have in Christ and for no uh, religious oversight organization that tells us we can't do some things. Because I, I know some, there's, a, there's some places that are that way. <clears throat> when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on the mountain. And after he sat down, his disciples came to him. And he opened his mouth and began to teach them, saying, now I'm teaching disciples this morning. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the gentle. I memorized it in King James. Blessed are the meek. Debbie, what's a meek horse? A meek horse is a trained horse. That's what it means. You know, these are verses just sound so easy and simple. Blessed are the poor in spirit. That means you know how much you need God. You don't have, we don't have a prayer apart from Jesus. I know why I got a good report because of Jesus. I know why he's kept me alive. You don't think about, okay, heartbeat, heartbeat. Larry, you've thought about it. You've been in the hospital with a heart issue. More than once. we See, we take so many things for granted. How much we're in God's hand. We'd be gone. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Those that know they need God. Blessed are they that mourn. Have you not cried out for God? Cry out for God. Cry out to God. Bless Him. Thank Him. You can cry out for your needs, but you can cry out and thank him for what you have. My friend George Lynn, he says, I pray, Lord, thank you for my ears, my eyes. You know, thank you. 
just th- it's being thankful. And blessed are, are the meek or the humble. You get around somebody that runs over you with all their vernacular and who they are and what they've got, and it doesn't take very much of that till you want to pull the plug on it. Go on somewhere. Blessed are the meek. Blessed are they, and we talk about this verse 6 a lot. Those who hunger and thirst after righteousness. See, when you're not satisfied in life, that verse says you're not seeking or hungering and thirsting for righteousness. For it says if you are, you'll be satisfied. Listen, I, I, I know some of you are not in a good place in your life. Or I mean, there's things in your life you wish wasn't that way. You wish they were better. But you've, you've got to press on in it anyway. You've, you've got to walk on by faith. It's still a faith walk. And just because I pray and I repent and get everything I know about right with God doesn't mean it's going to be easy the next day. It just means you could have peace within yourself that you and Jesus are okay. It's still all about him. And it is a battle to stay in that place. It, it is a battle. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. What about this? Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. You'll see God if you have a pure heart. Does that mean if it takes a pure heart to ever get to see God, there's a lot of people not going to get to see him. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. You could preach all morning, and you've heard messages preached on every one of these verses probably. Blessed are those who have been persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Well, we haven't had much persecution Maybe you have. Maybe you got somebody picked on you at work or at school. I, I don't know. I, I never have had much of that. Maybe there's been more said that I didn't that didn't get to me. But uh, you know, I think the kind of persecution they're talking about there, you'd you'd know it was really coming right at you. Blessed are those, are. Are you, when people insult you and persecute you and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me? I'm telling you, it's coming in our country. Rejoice and be glad. Just have a hallelujah good time fit. For your reward in heaven is great. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets, Moses and Abraham and Paul, all the apostles but one were martyred. So you're in good company. You know, but what these are, these are qualities that, and I wrote this down, that a disciple should model. 
I think I should say these are the qualities a disciple will model. This is who a disciple is. If you want to find out if you're a disciple, just read that list. We're to carry those things. But it took the cross and Jesus' life to redeem us. And we cannot, we will not overcome apart from each of us taking up our cross every day. You just can't jump up and say, okay, Jesus, I need you today. It's an everyday battle of our lives. Jesus first, not I. Here's some tidbits I've picked up recently that really speaks to me. Jesus spoke about the kingdom 70 times more than salvation. Now, I understand I'm not against the salvation message. But there's places, and you and I have been in churches where that was the message every Sunday. And I usually include it somewhere. But Jesus Christ preached the kingdom. Let me tell you something else, something Jesus didn't do. He never preached a message on healing. He never preached a message on deliverance. He preached the kingdom and people got healed and delivered. And we can make a, there's whole denominations just on every one of those things and they're all good. They're all good. I'm for every one of them. But you can get revelation in one area, and it's kind of like getting on top of a hill. And I can say, I've got it. And you don't have it, so I'm judging you. It's just so easy to do, and we become religious because I've got a truth I don't think you have. He never preached a message on healing or deliverance. But boy, they came to get healed, didn't they? They came and got delivered, didn't they? Matthew 28 still says his last words, Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them. So I'm telling you, teach the people you're discipling, to observe all that I command you. And lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. See, we've, we've, there's some people we've got to go after. Let me give you a, some of, part of a note I got from Chuck Pierce a couple of weeks ago. He said that he was caught up over America. Lord picked took him up in the spirit realm. And he said it was the first time since 07 and showed him things. He says this is the most important shifting year. That means a changing year of things we're going to have to change or shift with. It doesn't mean we're going to go back on God. It means he's going to be moving us into different places and showing us things. And we've got to move with him. It's the most important shifting year of this nation. 
today. Amen. And our nation is in the valley of decision. It's either prosperity or a curse. I think it's kind of always been that way. I mean, we decide whether we want to be believe him for prosperity and walk and sow into his kingdom or we live under a curse. We are at a crossroads. We must have apostolic praying, and we need divine strategies for divine recovery. That's why I think this election is so important. Now, I understand God's bigger than the election, but he still chooses to use people. I mean, who killed Goliath, David or God? I think it was a combined effort. It was. And he uses our hands and feet. He uses our money. He uses our vehicles. And Chuck Pierce said this. Excuse me. Dutch sheets. Let me shift. I'm shifting. I've had, Dutch sheets says, I've had two open visions, both about revival that's coming to America, and both was about the young, the teens, and millennials. So how are we going to be a part of that if we don't have teachers for these kids? Now, we can't say that somebody's not here has got to do it. It's our group. It's our kids. Amen or oh me? I got two amens. Oh me. Why are we plateaued? Oh, me. Why are we complacent? Somebody else can do it. Let Leroy do it. Susie, she's not here. We'll blame it on her. Today, many people's number one goal is to retire. No, you need to refire, not retire. You won't find that in the Word. That's spoke with a man he was telling me about his dad and he said he's 89 and he's combining and he's doing all these things you know there was a big couch there I said if he'd get on that couch he wouldn't live long he's doing what he was designed to do and he'll do it till he dies you may change jobs you may quit that job and take up another one I'd be bored I'd be have to be involved in something I know this. We have an assignment to make Jesus Christ known in this region. And it's more than once a year at the barn. It's an everyday thing as you and I go to make Jesus known. It's our families. It's our friends. Those we work with. We have not seen the culture change. Well, we have, but it's gone the wrong way in SkyTube. We saw it change, but we need to be praying the wrong things out instead of letting them come in. And, it, and it'd be a combined effort. And Jeremiah 29, 7 says this, Pray for the city where I've sent you. 
Pray for the region, the state. We really need our governor reelected. We really need Ryan Walters to come in as the education. There's other good people. This election's coming up. If you're not serious about it, if you're not ready to to vote, or not planning on voting, you're backslidden. You're wrong. You're wrong. We have got a part in it. And we've just got to take our stand. And I, I bless you for your efforts. And there's just times we've got to stand up and disagree with our friends. Chris Mitchell said right here last Sunday, I've lost family. I've lost friends because I won't just agree with what they're saying. Who's, who's going to do it? I know it's Leroy and Susie because they're not here. If they were here, they'd do it. We can always think of somebody else that'd be better to do it. I'm not comparing you to horses. But always, the ones I had were the best I had. And that's what you use is what you've got. You use what God's given you. <clears throat> and let me ask you in this. In the kingdom world, in Christianity, what have not we heard as a church? We have heard the word. I usually just preach it word, line for line. We've had some awesome guests. I believe they spoke the truth. You know, they talked about in Scripture, these rocks will be a testament because these rocks have heard. If these walls would speak today, they could tell Bobby Connie stories, but, you know, they'd talk about Jesus. I mean, you've heard it. It's, it's in you. It's in me. It's in us. We just don't want to know. It takes some effort sometimes to let it out. You just have to get started. You have to decide. You have to believe the Word of God. It says the righteous are bold as a lion. Listen, in my natural person, I'm not a bold person. I'm a converted introvert to start with. But God will call you out on it. What's uh, Richard, is it Wormburn, the uh, Bartlesville martyrs? Yeah. They were in a meeting, and the, they were talking about things, and his wife said, stand up and protest that. He said, if I do, they'll send me to prison. She said, I don't want to live with a coward. He stood up, and he was in prison for years. Something like that. That's his story. He can show you the stripes on his back, the marks where he was beaten, because he stood up. There's just a time. Let's just stand up and bless the Lord. Listen, I don't know where you're in this process or not, but let me read you just a couple more verses that are standing there. Verse 13 says, you're the salt of the earth. 
And if the salt has become tasteless, how can it be made salty again? It's no longer good for anything but to be thrown out and thrown in a manure pile. Have you lost your salt? Are you willing to take a stand? Verse 16 said, let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. The last verse in that chapter says, therefore, you are to be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. I mean, the Word of God challenges us. It's a challenge. I just challenge you today, let Jesus be Jesus. Just walk in what he's called you to do. If you claim to be a disciple, be a disciple. If you're not, you ought to be. That's what God wants you to be. He wants you to be. It won't cost you anything, but when you look back on, you're glad it happened. If it costs you a friend, you'll know that friend was pulling you the wrong way. It just takes a stand for Jesus. And some of these hadn't ever been saved. If they want to get saved today, Jesus Christ says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. And if anyone comes to me, I'll not cast you out. So regardless of who we are or where we are in our lives, it's a battle to stay focused on Jesus. Because, oh, number one, I so wants to get in the road. And, oh, number one, I, I'm tired. I'm come to a place in my life. I'm just, somebody else can. Lord, deliver us from these things. Holy Spirit, you speak. If you feel like you've lost your fire, I want to pray for you this morning. We'll pray the fire of God down on you. Lord, we need 